Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team or do we want to be f-ing great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see now. Shit. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he dips the old on your bike. Pretty a dupe as you're going to see in any old opening back. Derek I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Hey, welcome everybody to Views from the Bridge. Uh, MLS has returned i guess as well in about an hour from now or so uh mls will have returned um and the union have a game which is right now tomorrow morning but you're probably listening to this in the lead up to the game so i hope that as you're listening to this you have your coffee ready uh your breakfast is on the counter or on the stove or whatever you're doing for breakfast this morning and maybe you're opening that early morning beer before you work from 10 to, you know, or 11 to, you know, who knows what you're doing right now. But hopefully you're checking out this pod while you're getting ready for the game. But I have two friends here with me, Paul Catrino Jr. What is up? Not much, not much. Uh, good morning, everyone. My health tip for the day, if you're at your job and you're drinking from the coffee pot that's orange because you like the pretty colors, you are not going to stay awake for this game. That's decaf, my dude. Why? You ever you ever noticed yeah, you that know, the, the the coffee pots yeah, at work? You, you got, yeah, um, the orange ones decaf, man. Our ours are just black and silver, all of them. So pick your own adventure. We actually uh, <laughs> there have you go. Some, red 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 pill, blue pill. <laughs> well, we have someone who, for some reason, always brews a pot of French vanilla. It is always a full pot of French vanilla. Everyone hates that pot of French vanilla, and then you just have to like pour your coffee and smell it a little bit to hope that that's what you're not dipping into. Oh, jeez. Well, that other voice you heard is Chuck Booth. So. A great intro, Chuck. <laughs> great job again. What's that? What's my, up, Chuck? How my doing? intro was talking before I was introduced. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, bash and French <laughs> vanilla. I mean, what is this? It's terrible. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been making iced coffees every morning, and the iced coffee that I brew to, to do my iced coffee is French vanilla iced coffee. Mm. Or it's French vanilla coffee. So I'm Very not going nice. to slam the person who's making French vanilla coffee over there. Okay. Just a, it, maybe it, French vanilla iced coffee is different. It, 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 like. I mean, it's fine, because I'll slam them enough for all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, soccer has returned uh inner miami in orlando should have already played a game by the time you're hearing this and uh, what and a Union... game it was we, we don't know <laughs> we don't know it could have been the worst game of soccer ever but hopefully it was fine if you watched uh but gentlemen the union have a soccer game but maybe before we get to that soccer game um lots of 
uh, information, I guess, tweets, pictures, Instagram posts about the bubble and uh, COVID and MLS trying to return. Obviously, Dallas has dropped out of this tournament. Nashville is on the brink. Any thoughts from you guys about this? Um, so, I mean, essentially, as long as Nashville ends up dropping out of this tournament, then there's only, what, two cases in the entire bubble? Yes. So, so realistically, when you compare it to the home markets of the teams, it's still safer? Uh, yeah, I mean, because you are looking at a contained environment where it seems as if MLS is kind of going, guys, if you got a few cases here, maybe it's best that we reevaluate this. You can see that they're pushing back some games. You can see that they're being cautious about this. And it seems like MLS has gotten this right in that regard. And Assuming Nashville drops out. Yes, yes. And that is a particular worry for the union, given that they are scheduled to have a game with them. So we do hope that decision is made in accordance with that timeline. But it, no, I mean I just I just kind of feel as if this could be okay and that all does hinder on it or does hinge on if Nashville is smart enough to pretty much just say, "You know what? Let's reevaluate. Let's go home. We'll get ourselves ready for a potential regular season which might happen." But yes, it is safer to be down there right now. Then traveling to all the other home markets and getting on planes and, you know, hoping that accommodations are safe. They can kind of monitor everything right there. Despite Florida being a hot spot, you do have to admit that MLS kind of seems like they have a grasp on this whole situation. Yeah, I mean, it seems like even with the NWSL tournament that's been going on longer than the Union's tournament, and I realize that the NWSL tournament is a lot less players and less teams and 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 people and all of that but i mean they've they've seemingly you know orlando pride had to drop out of that tournament but seemingly it seems like since they've been in utah like everything has been good and they've kind of kept everything contained inside or outside the bubble however you want to look at it so i mean it seems like if mls can do the same thing and kind of keep everything contained inside or outside um, you know, it seems like this tournament can go off and not have, not have too many problems, you know, and I think that that is good. Um, you know, I think players are ha- obviously happy about that. I think this is a unique time to be playing and all that kind of stuff, but I think it is good if we can get a, a, you know, even with one, maybe two teams dropping out, it's great that we can get something going, you know, um, a semblance of normous normalcy from a competitive standpoint that you can kind of see. I mean, we're the most interesting thing we're going to see is whether or not these teams have been keeping in shape over the quarantine. And I feel like this kind of bodes well for the union because I have a feeling that New York City FC has been put in a high disadvantage given the fact that New York was hit so hard in the first wave of March and April that it kind of hindered their ability to really do anything uh, outside i mean all of their workouts are basically just zoom based you know let's do some jumping jacks in your studio apartment and hope that that's enough for you 
I mean, that's going to be the big measure of this. And I don't think MLS will be vain enough to gauge from a competitive standpoint if teams look not ready to go that they're just going to scrap the regular season. I would hope it would be made on the assumption that it is not safe for players to be traveling. But that said, I do think that the union have a bit of an advantage going into this because from all the players that at least like the guys on the union happy hour have been speaking to and the guys who have been jumping on with the season ticket members, it's their only focus has just been, we need to stay in shape and keep this unit together. And Bedoya yesterday talking from the bubble said that there seems to be a semblance of unity of don't be the guy that ruins this for us. Don't be the guy to slow us down. Like everyone's being held accountable on this team for their actions and how they've been preparing themselves and, it's going to be really interesting to watch to see if they can literally just click it right back on. Because, you know, coming off from that LAFC game, you you had to have seen that the Union were pretty well equipped to go ahead and handle this season relatively well. Yeah, I mean, one, one good thing is the fact that the Union do have a lot of experienced players. And also paying, like, extremely close attention to the soccer leagues that have come back so far. Defenders have been ahead of the ta- ahead of attackers, and the union also have very good defenders who are better than the NYCFC defenders, which should bode well. Yeah, I mean, really, the question has been for the union so far is can you know Sergio Santos and you know uh, Shaboko and you know can we can we click on the offensive end uh, the question's not on the defensive end you know um Kai is back and healthy and you know our center backs are the same center backs we've had and, and isn't Santos you know, so I think um isn't Santos already ruled out on this one he might be but I mean I'm just saying overall I mean not mm-hmm. necessarily with this game particularly but I'm just saying overall, I mean, the union's questions have been, can the, can the attack come together? Not can the defense, you know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> we lost one good center back, but added a obviously good skin center back who can score from 40 yards out. So, and they were also very much missing um, one Kai Wagner who is uh, fully back now. It changes the landscape yes. of the defense entirely. It really does. No knock to Matt Real, but there's, the, there's a reason they call him the machine. The defense. You mean the whole team? Because yeah. he's like the, what, number three attacking player, too? Uh, <laughs> three is, three is gracious. Three? I think you stand him a little too hard, Chuck. But, yes, he is a, he is a key who, piece of the okay. attacking. Who, who, who is above him in the attack for you? I mean, the guys who play striker, the star, and I'll start with those two. Uh, I can, I'll give you one of them. Because okay. Um, Santos still didn't do it until the end of the season. If Jamiro Montero is running directly at you, that's you're number going two. To lose, uh, and damn, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I you got to give some credit yeah. to Brendan and Bedoya. They can still hold their own offensively. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying a, they can't. But when you look at the fact that he took up an entire side of the field and knocked in assists from there too, okay, okay, I'll give I'll give you that. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think it's I think it's uh, you know, when you 
towards I guess the middle to end of last year when you saw Brendan kind of on that side of the field and Wagner and they could pretty much eat that side of the field up and Aronson could have some freedom to run like yeah I mean it's pretty good when you got a left back you can kind of do it <laughs> yeah. all yeah so I mean I, I think there's a lot of just to me there's a lot of interesting storylines given this situation and season and quick turnarounds and games happening quickly and all this kind of stuff and I think you know uh Andrew Wooten is still a guy we're not talking about all that much but if he was able to kind of find some semblance of uh cohesiveness with this team um in the in the quarantine period or at least in preseason and stuff and we haven't seen too much of him you know I think that that that's a kind of x factor that we haven't seen yet and then I mean obviously you look in the midfield and talk about uh Martinez and it's like who know who knows what we're getting you know in a lot of ways but we also saw a team that can play um against LAFC so yeah I mean it's gonna be interesting in this tournament and going forward kind of what we what we see from this team but you know who won't be there Corey Burke Corey Burke will not be there um, are are we finally giving up on that one? Poor guy, he's he's knocking in so many assists over in the other league, man. It's... I don't I don't want to I don't want to give up on it yet, but I think I hey may, may, trying to. maybe they buy him. Maybe they do. Maybe they I mean, do. hell, could use the money. It's always nice. Uh, and well, before we kind of jump into this game, Paul, you had some thoughts on watching soccer ah yes so if you're listening to this you're probably a pretty seasoned soccer guy but uh i do want to uh invite anyone who likes sports in any capacity to be able to watch the mls and to enjoy it so i just want to this is a bit of a personality quiz here it's going to um gauge how you uh how you would enjoy major league soccer so what would you do if you ended up seeing a uh, player that falls to the ground in a soccer game? Uh, if if you say I hate all the flopping in soccer and everyone's just a little a little bitch, then um, <laughs> you may not like what you're gonna see in well, MLS. Is he on my team or the opposition team? Now, see, you can gauge that from any perspective. Like, you know, you can you can uh, worry and complain about the flopping and all that, and then you see, like, a bone sticking out of the leg, and you realize that you're not the super athlete that you were in high school when you bagged 20 goals, which was a P3 <laughs> Pennsylvania division record at the time. And now you realize that, wow, maybe I should stop judging these professional athletes so much. But that's Listen, just some perspective. When I see a player... When I see a player fall on the field, I always politely encourage the ref to blow their whistle. Yeah. Very politely. You know, just, please, like, Mr. Ref. <laughs> that, that gentleman over there looks like he's in pain. Um, <laughs> Therefore, you should call a foul. Actually, um, Justin, you can uh, attribute to this as well. As someone who is a Spurs fan, um, we have the joy of rooting for Eric Lamella who um we do every every single time does drop when he is touched and I will root right there that's a foul ref but if it happens on the other team nope get back up rub some dirt on it 
get the hell out of here. If you're listening to this and you're not sure who Eric Lamella is, boy howdy, you're you're in for a whirlwind. You're going to see a lot of names on this field, and it's going to be a bit confusing for. All right, uh, what do you do when the ball hits a player's hand? The ball is kicked. Obviously, he he picks it up and runs with it, doesn't he? Chuck, what do you, what would you, what would you think? Ball hits a player's hand. You hit it into the net. Yes, if you are going to say that they should just be able to use their hands and throw it into the net, you might be watching the wrong sport. But uh, no, it's going to be a little interesting to see how they call some incidental handballs and stuff like that. Just from a technique standpoint, you're going to look at all these players and you're going to realize that they haven't been in these game environments for a while. So you have to be careful as a defender to really, you know, if you're in the 18, you want to keep your arms behind your back, make sure you're not just flailing your body out everywhere and stuff. But, you know, if you're praying for some variation of handball that they can also just, like, blast punts across the field and stuff like that, um, there's another sport out there for you, and it's probably not this one. Um and finally, if you end up watching a game of soccer and it ends zero to zero, what do you do? Cry. Yes. Um, no, you should complain that they should just make the goals bigger so that more goals are scored and uh, um, no. never watch the game again. Well, uh, that, that won't work if they're playing against the Union because Andre Blake will still save it. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. Um, if, you, if you're not aware, as a casual fan of the sports, you will be watching a player on the field who plays for the Philadelphia Union who's going to be standing in between those two goalposts. And um, boy howdy, if he doesn't have the re- reactions of a nimble cat, he will be stopping all of those, all of those shots. Um, so if all these things sound terrible to you, stuff like that, Wait till the wait till basketball comes back. But if you can handle it and you can grind through these games, you're gonna just love MLS soccer in Orlando, cause MLS is back. That should be a hashtag. Well, that's the name of the tournament. Get out! <laughs> I wasn't even aware. I still think they should have called it Mickey Mouse's Coconut Bangers COVID Classic, but that's just me. Listen, uh, Paul, you got about my review on this game about correct there in your last statement, but um, what do you what do you guys expect to sort of see this morning or tomorrow morning or whenever we're going to talk about it? But well, this morning <laughs> because we're speaking in the future, obviously, we're morning. speaking to our future selves. Um, I mean, I'm I'm expecting a lot of energy. I, I'm expecting this Union team to come out with a lot of energy. And um, it, it just seems like the way they want to go about this, that they've been jonesing just to get back on the field and play someone that isn't just their, like, reserves and bench guys. So I, I think you're going to see an explosive start to the game from a work rate standpoint. And then the Florida Heat's going to kick in and might get a little sluggish going hey, down the uh, going down wa- to the tail end. Warmer in Philadelphia than Florida right now. so Is it really? The, I'm pretty sure, like, at least the other day, the union actually tweeted something out because it was, like, 93 in Philly and then uh, just 92 in Florida. 
I hate it here. This 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 heat wave's been something. Um, hey, I, um, Paul, I have a I have a question quick before Chuck you talk. Um, you know, man. you were talking about it's gonna get sluggish and, and everything. How many how many subs can uh, can the union make? Ah, very good. So uh, you will be able to make substitutions three times in a game, but you will be allowed five substitutes, which is great because I cannot wait to listen to all the people on Twitter saying, why hasn't Jim Curtin used all his subs yet? Because I miss that. I really do. Uh, but, yes, you can bring on, like, two or three guys at one time, and then you'll have two subs left to just do one player a piece. Uh, I think it works out great for the Union because I actually think they, they have a super deep team. And they aren't really plagued by a whole lot of injury right now. So uh, I really think just everything adds up for the Union to have an absolutely great tournament. Even if they don't win this initial game against NYC, they could get a default win against Nashville if they drop out. Or they'll just make us play like Chicago. And that's just okay because they're not that great either. But it's boding well for them. Chuck, what do you think? Um, so I expect to see myself ignoring a lot of work in the morning tomorrow. Uh, wait, you're actually talking about what I expect to see in the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 the game, the game. So it's going to be a clusterfuck. Like anyone who is, ex- mm. if you're expecting to see any good soccer, you will be severely disappointed. Um, because... NYCFC will not be playing on their postage stamp and will not know what to do and will be tired by the 60th minute from actually running around against the Union. And the Union already had enough issues trying to connect in the final third just in general that those will probably still continue, unfortunately, as much as we would like for things to just be fine and dandy tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my <laughs> thought about too. Right. You know. I think it's going to be think... 6 to 5. Explosive. I I will say this isn't no to D. say that like two games in, the Union aren't going to be the best team in Florida because I do think that they'll be the best team in Florida. I yes, I agree. And I think yeah, I mean I think the reality of what we've seen around the world though is like games without fans Games with these teams when they first come back aren't exactly pretty. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's going to be a scrappy game and who can kind of scrap their way through, um, you know, maybe the first 45 minutes and maybe put a goal or two in the net and then put the other team kind of on the back foot and all this kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, I think that that is going to be sort of the game and the way it is played. But like you said, like you said, Paul, I think like the – that bodes well for the union because I think this team is just like extremely scrappy and yeah, willing course. to kind of get down <laughs> and do the dirty work and all that kind of stuff. So I think like that's going to bode well for the union to to keep winning games that maybe other teams won't. I would really like to challenge people in this time that they have before this game to go back and watch the goals from 2019. And you tell me honestly Name five of them where it's like just the cleanest buildup in the midfield and it's the crispest passing you've ever seen. And, oh, man, it's like I'm watching Barcelona out there. It's not, okay? That's not how the Union played their games. 
right? But they still scored a lot of goals last year, and they're still able to get stuff done. So overall, it is just a recipe for a good time for the Union. And even if these games are not the cleanest, at least we're getting soccer games. At um, least we're watching competition. Also, sir, Casper Shabilko finished from anywhere. Yes. I, that doesn't mean the buildup was super and beautiful and pretty. I mean, you just give Casper the ball, and he's just like, ah, let me just do a little Did, step here, a little push to the side, and then kaboom. I, I unfortunately don't have stats to back me up here, but I'm pretty sure the Union had one of the longest passing exchanges leading to a goal in the league. All right, well, I said name five, so that may be one. And if you're not going to back that up, so, like, you know, that's, that's like, super and all, but, you know, Pixar, it didn't happen. <laughs> Just, you know. Uh, <laughs> I love you, if I Can't if tell did, can't can't your feelings the, on this the, podcast. The worst thing is the fact that if I didn't just get so much work dumped on me, I would run back the tape to prove uh, Paul wrong. That sounds like a whole lot of excuses. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Have fun with your job. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, guys, I almost forget how to talk about soccer games. Uh, do we want to predict a starting lineup or just assume it's going to be like whoever's on the field? Um, I do just want to say I think the um, with the biggest battle that we're going to see this year is three very different players in one position, and that's going to be at central defensive mid. And I think we're going to see a lot of El Brujo in this tournament. It just seems like he will be able to handle the conditions, and it looks like he is in amazing shape. And I think just – I know Jim trusts Creval in a lot of regards to bunker down defensively, but I don't think that's how he wants to start out this tournament. So I just um, think Jose Martinez gets a lot of action. Other than that, Curtin and then it's just everyone else on the field. Yeah. Curtin basically said that he's like probably starting Crival. Okay, but like, you know, he's the head coach and I'm a guy who talks about soccer, so like, you know um, who are you, who are well, you gonna listen to? The fact that in this shortened season, the bet of Craval starting, what was it? Fe- well, no, it wasn't starting. Featuring in 20 games peer, may still happen. 30 games or something. That does seem like a pretty solid uh, thing to go Maybe. on right there. Yeah. D- didn't plan on getting five subs to make it happen, but take it. I mean, that's th- like that's my whole thing, too. Like, you know, it's just, you know, you do get five subs, and it's not like you have to... It's not like you're sacrificing a whole lot if you have to take Martinez out and bring in Creval. So I think if he wants to approach a game from a very high energy standpoint and wants to really like put teams on the back foot in that first half and then bunker down, I think it's going to be Martinez at the um at the position right in front of the center backs. But, you know, and they say Oravets is like just a bit of a step behind in that regard, but he obviously has potential as well. You know, we didn't just go get get him for no reason to let him ride on the bench, especially as a young kid. So, you know, that's going to be the position battle I, I'm keeping my eye on most of the year, despite the fact that the striker kind of battle up front is the more intriguing one. Yeah, th- this tournament is definitely the Andrew Wooten proving ground. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there was ever a time. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't do something here, um, it's not great. We'll see. I think the other like battle that I'm like kind of interested in seeing, and it's not really a battle because they're all three really good players, but is at center back and who consistently starts there, you know, um, I think that's been an interesting and very fluid position over the past three years or so. Um, and people, you know, getting injured and, and stepping in, stepping out, all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I think we all were, were kind of assuming Elliot was going to start with McKenzie this, like, you know, at the beginning of the season and then Glessness made a few starts. So I think it'd be interesting to see who kind of starts in, in that position over the, over the course of the tournament. It's definitely a great problem to have, to have three very able center backs that seem to be developing a nice uh, chemistry between them, especially with Glesnus just jumping right into the squad and seemingly fitting well uh, on the back line. So it's pretty cool. And then, oh, wait, you have Ariel and Colin just, like, there, too. (laughs) Yeah, very savvy vet. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice problem for Jim to have. Like I said, this, I mean, five subs for Jim Curtin – is in theory the best thing for him, but <laughs> damned if I ever, if he uses all of them in one game. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. No, was... I think I think he'll I think he'll use them all. It'll just be because um, as he already has his structure, sixty, seventy, eighty plus. I do think that for probably striker and one of the midfield positions there will be a halftime sub which don't count towards your three opportunities they do not Ah, uh-huh. because yeah yes yeah, it's it's a super weird thing because the three opportunities only are stoppages in play yeah yes yes yep. yeah i haven't brushed up on my my technical uh, understanding of the rules yet. I'm a bit rusty, so I'm going to have to do some running tomorrow on the field and get my legs a little warmed up. I will, I will, be, so, running a, I will be running a 5K at 7 a.m. to uh, get myself warmed up for watching the game. Okay, so you will then miss the game? Uh, that's right. <laughs> hey, I <laughs> ran cross-country in high school, and that counts for Paul, something. how many years ago was that? too long (laughs) guys unrelated i was training for a triathlon in august all right i was ready to go and now we're just not doing that because i am not surrounding myself with a bunch of people running into a body of water together (laughs) in a pandemic so now i just kind of put on 10 pounds and just let myself build up strength it's okay i I work from home and uh, find myself winded when I go upstairs. It's a lot of stairs, Chuck. Yeah. It's, a, it's a daily battle. I get it. Hey, so I have a question about this union team. Who, uh, who do we see first in this tournament, Jack DeVries or Cole Turner? Ooh. Cole Turner. Damn it. We agree. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. Ba- based on based on positions, it's Turner. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, 
let's uh let's try to wrap this up so that people can watch the game but uh any score predictions paul you actually sticking with six five uh no that, that seems a bit irrational i've had some time to think about it uh you know we all do things in the heat of the moment so I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say three to one union oh that's a lot of goals it is a lot of goals. Uh, I still would like to see some goals, so I'm going to go with that. If it ends 0-0, I'm just going to run another 5K, and this time it'll be angry. Um, I am going to go 2-1 Union, but I'm going to go with the caveat that one of the Union's goals will be scored by NYCFC. Yes, chaotic. Ooh, I love it. There you go. There you go. I... Uh... I'm going to say 4-2. I think the rush <laughs> turns into sloppy play, but that turns into goals. Wait, 4-2 mm. who? So, uh, Union. I think 4-2 Union. I think it's going to, yeah, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a little sloppy. Um, and that's just what's going to happen is goals are going to go in the back of the net because it's going to be sloppy. Uh, guys, so. just a quick heads up that just happened right now. Uh, source confirms that all four Nashville players who were awaiting follow-up tests have been confirmed as positive for COVID-19. So that is nine total players who have tested positive. They are not playing in this tournament. Yeah, because FC Dallas had, what, seven and pulled out? Yes. Yeah. So the Union are going to be getting themselves a new opponent. I think Dallas had ten. Seven of them might have been players, but I think they had ten positive tests. Yeah. Yeah, so, I would think that Nashville needs to be done. So, so for a timeline of Nashville, they get moved from the west <laughs> coast to the east coast, and then Dallas drops off. And the insinuation that they move may move back to the west in the division is brought up, and now they're just in no division because there's no way they're playing. And I yeah. mean, you know that. I mean, think about that. Nine players. I mean, good God. That first of all, that automatically disqualifies you. Period. If there's a regular season until you're cured, we don't know which of the players they are, and I mean, think about the roster situation there as a new team. Uh, it it's a recipe for disaster. So, you know, I I feel bad for their fans. They also don't have a two team that they're signing extra players for either. To like yeah. have a big roster. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. Situation. But even better be for the union. Woo! All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here so people can watch the game. And uh, hopefully we'll be back probably sometime over this weekend. Hopefully sooner rather than later with a review of the game and maybe some information about that Nashville game. Any final thoughts? Um, if you watch tackles in a game and you always say he was just going for the ball, um, that is the chaotic energy I live for. Even if they take out the person's like ankle or something, well, that he's means always <laughs> just going for the ball. It's just he totally missed and got him in the ass. But he was going for the ball though, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love that. If you think that, you might be a Leicester City fan. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Union. We'll go out there and get this W on Mickey Mouse's house. All right, well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you later this weekend, but we're sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. 
Official scarf supply to MLS, USL, US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughnightscarves.com. Icarus FC. Always doing fantastic work. They've put out some, oh my gosh. Killer Some sweet kids, kids. over the last couple weeks. Um, so go check them out and go check the teams that they're making kits for because they're selling some. And, oh man, there's some good ones out there. Um, and uh, we're part of BGN. Um, so if you need some soccer content there's a lot of soccer content on bgn so go check that out especially as usl gets starting because there is a lot of usl content on there and uh we will talk to you soon thanks for listening to another episode of use from the bridge we really couldn't do this without you listening if we if we made a podcast and had no audience we'd be insane um but the other people that we couldn't do this without is the beautiful game network it's written stuff, it's podcasts, it's other content. It is involved, it is grassroots, it is independent. And you should check everybody out. BGN.fm is where you can find that. Uh, if you're a fan of the USL side, if you're a fan of an MLS team, if you're a big fan of women's soccer, definitely, definitely, definitely go BGN.fm. And we would love to thank the network sponsors. First one, RoughneckScarves.com. They're the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US soccer. And the good news is you can get on that action too. So check them out. Try to get some custom scarves for your group or team. Roughneck Scarves. That's with two Fs. Com. I don't know about you, but I am tired of looking at the same exact cookie cutter kit from Nike and Adidas over and over again. And quite frankly, I could look at Icarus FC's jerseys all day long because they are works of art, truly unique, and super comfortable. I mean... You have to get one of these jerseys. Just try them out. The way that the screen printing and stitching is done, everything is just as you want it. Super comfortable material, lasts long, and you're not going to get better material and a better look for your team than from Robbie over at Icarus FC. Uh, He's absolutely easy to work with. Uh, They make custom kits whatever you're looking for at a very, very good price. So let him help you design the new kit at IcarusFC.com for any team or group that you can think of. You can find us all over the internet. You can find the pod on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to find podcasts. To help find us, subscribe to the show, and always please leave a review or a like or whatever the thumbs up is on your form of podcasting you can also find us on twitter and facebook at vftv pod let us know how you're doing and what you want us to hear us talk about you can email us at vftvpod at gmail.com to help us keep providing you with content throw us a couple dollars at ko-fi.com slash vftvpod that is ko-fi.com slash vftvpod you can also grab some of our merch at ds gn tree check out our merch at dsgntree.com slash vftv for evan chuck and paul i'm justin thanks for listening and until next time have a great day